0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. as the resurrected resurrected Christ walked with some despondent and discouraged disciples uh, that were heading in the wrong direction. Uh, As he was in that situation, the Bible says here in Luke 24, verse 32, And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? And so, uh, the emphasis, we've been teaching about the Word of God. We've been teaching, we started off by teaching about the value of the Word of God, appreciating the, the virtue of God's Word, uh, you know, as, as, as we try to encourage people to read the Word of God, as we preach and teach the Word of God. But if people don't appreciate the value of God's Word and what it can actually do for your life, And the reason I felt directed right back to this message is because, folks, by the help and the grace of God, what we've done for the last 10 years is we've tried to uh, preach the Word of God, tried to live the Word of God, tried to stand by the Word of God, uh, and not allow the you know tradition is fine as we've talked about before but tradition we don't, we're not going to allow tradition to dictate what we do and we don't do uh, or we, we, we're not too concerned with what uh, the brethren say necessarily we're concerned what the book says amen uh, and we want to please God so appreciating the virtue of the word of God is where we started at understanding how God's word will change your life and we talked about that. God's Word, it, you don't, we don't just read the Word of God out of some religious duty order to, to, to check off some religious box you know, that we have. But we understand that there's, there's virtue. In the Word of God, there is life. There is power in God's Word. It changes your life. I mean, it, amen, anyone? Amen. Through the Word of God, you were saved. If you're saved today, the Bible says, Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. Amen? So faith comes by hearing. Folks, this is the Word of God that brings men to salvation. It's the Word of God that has changed my life. It is the Word of God that uh, has helped me to uh, know from the knowledge of the Word of God the kind of woman to pray for, the kind of girl to pray for, as it was in those days. Uh, but then the, the wife that God's given me, the marriage, the family, the home, the ministry, just right on down the line, uh, the, the way to live a life that's not measured by things that you can buy but by the things money can't buy is by learning to, uh, to appreciate the virtue of God's Word that you see, man, God's Word will absolutely change your life. Amen. Amen. So that's where we kind of started with the, uh, you know, appreciating the virtue of the Word of God. We talked about the Word of God being a timeless book, the Word of God being a truthful book. We talked about the Word of God uh, being a treasured book that there's no amount of riches that can compare to what God's Word provides. Uh, we talked about the Bible being a living book, and I'm just going through these things that we have already uh, gone through. A living book. The Bible says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And we begin to talk about how that we appropriate the vitality of the Bible, that we assimilate the vitality of the Bible. And so this is the point that we started uh, on the last time I talked, and it's assimilating the vitality. Vitality is life. How do we get that life-giving, transforming power into our life? And that's what we began to talk about last time. Because, folks, God's Word still works. And I'm telling you, there has... Let me ask you this. There has been an assault on God's word since fill in the blank. The very beginning. When was the very first attack on God's word? Garden of Eden. Now, now, now that attack, if we go back and think about it, uh, it was a pretty subtle attack, was it not? It wasn't uh, just out and out, uh, you know, oh no, God's a liar and on and on. It was just a simple question. Yea, hath God said. And I'm telling you, I'm, I mean, here I am. Uh, here we are, 2021. I've been, uh, I've been preaching and teaching the Word of God for, uh, I guess, upwards of 25 years, which I, I don't know how that's possible. Uh, just like I don't know how it's possible, I'll say something about the links. I don't know how it's possible that these folks are going to be married 60 years coming up this fall. Yeah, so they didn't get married as soon as they were born, Amen. but was six and nine. when was it? it was six and nine. That were right, six and nine. Amen. Uh, that's right. That, you know how they, they, you know how they do in rural South Dakota, don't you? So, uh, but, uh, but listen, uh, I'm just simply saying that it amazes me, but brother, I want you to know, the attack on the word of God is not relenting. It is not decreasing. It's increasing. And brother, it's increasing within our own ranks. I'm talking about people that once preached and taught the Word of God, and they begin to put question marks now at, at the Word of God, where God puts periods. But then here's the, 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 the ignorant thing is, as much like Satan, uh, they try to then use the Word of God to support their position. They try to use some, something the Bible says about the love of Christ Uh, or something he did to prove their position of social justice or whatever it is, then they turn around and deny that the Word of God can even be trusted. They They try to have it both. But what I want to tell you today is by the grace of Almighty God, we This church was started by standing on the Word of God, believing in the infallible, inerrant, I mean, the living Word of God. And by God's grace, we will not depart from that. You know why? Because God's Word is still true. God's Word has stood the test of time. And all of a sudden, you know, there's the, these guys that come along and it just blows my mind. All of a sudden, they've just got some new revelation on how maybe the Word of God can't be trusted so much and uh, and i'm just thinking a second wait a second as if they are the first person to ever try to question the validity and the vitality of the word of god folks the word of there's been an attack since the beginning Since the very beginning of time, right on down through time, you know, do you remember the king when Jeremiah gave his prophecy to the king and he he tore it up with a penknife and burned what Jeremiah had written? I mean, just right on down the line, there has been an attack. And ever since the Word of God has been in English, it's the same thing. Attack after attack on the Word of God. But here's the thing about it. Why does the Word of God still stand? You know why? Because none of these attacks have been able to disprove the Word of God. And here's what happens. Uh, In in any case, when you try to go against the Word of God, you'll usually be found out a liar, amen? But for those who are sincere in their pursuit, uh, we we talked about before, what happens to those people who dare open the Word of God and dare to without bias say i want to know the truth if this is true i want to know it but if not i want to disprove it and they'll go into it with the purpose of disproving it but those that are honest about that folks those kind of people usually end up getting saved by god's grace and i'm just simply trying to say there's been a lot of scholars there's been a lot of people throughout the years attack the word of god but their attacks don't stand because the word of God's the truth still stands and I'm telling you, there's nobody, there, and, and there's no one ever going to come along to disprove the Word of God. But that attack's out there today, and it's growing, and it's increasing. And uh, I, I mean, and, and so, so as, as we go forward, man, it's just a good time to remind ourselves how wonderful the Word of God is. Amen. And so as we think about, again, the point that we started, assimilating the vitality of God's Word into our lives, if we, don't, if we don't have God's Word, what do we have anyway? And for these, and I, and, I say, and I don't say this, I'm not trying to say this in an ugly way, I'm trying to say it in a biblical way. These fools, these fools that are trying to do the work of God and are trying to n- now do something greater for God, and I'm talking, and if these terms don't get you, by the way, Wednesday I'm going to be teaching out of the book of Colossians about beware, we're at that verse now, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the rudiments of this world and the traditions of men, and not after Christ. So we're going to start talking about that. And, and you, don't, you don't necessarily have to know what the, what the quote-unquote emerging church is. And you don't have to know necessarily what some of these things, the, the terminologies, but I'm just simply saying that these fools, they think that they're going to do a greater work for God. And a lot of it is based on this that they can't get, they, they, they don't, they're, they're God, they'll say things like this. You know, I used to believe the word of God, but you know, the more I thought about it, I started thinking, well, my God could never send anybody to hell. My God could never, you know, demand, be, be so exclusive as to say Jesus is the only way. You don't know, that's, that's a very exclusive thing, but it's also very inclusive. You know why? Because he says, whosoever will. Amen. Jesus is open to the world. But they'll say things like that because what, what they begin to do is they, just like men have done for years, God made man after his own image, but man constantly is trying to remake God in their own image. My God wouldn't do this or that, and so therefore they just start denying the Bible. But then at the same, at the same turn, they teach, try to teach the Bible. And I'm telling you, man, that what, what, what are you accomplishing with that? When you begin to put question marks on the Word of God, and just like Satan, you begin to put a question mark where God put a period or where God put an exclamation point, you're in trouble. And, uh, and, and I pray for these people, and I want to reach these people. I really do. And I want to just say that I understand, you know, be, coming from the background that I come from, we talk about this all the time in this church. Um, you know, some of you, and again, for those that don't know this terminology, you don't need to know it. But there's a a move that's called like the Recovering IFB movement. All right? And if if you're familiar with that, there's some of us that can sympathize with some of the idea of what they're saying. Because as many of us know, uh, independent Baptist churches, many have been guilty, I believe, of blurring the lines between what the Bible says clearly and what our traditions are. And, you know, taking things, and we have talked about it before, you know, they'll, you know we'll, we'll take verses like, uh, come out from among them, being, be ye separate, and we'll make that a declarative statement that proves right there in black and white, Ryan, that you should not wear purple shirts. We laugh, but that's not a joke. We'll, we, there's independent Baptists that have used the Word of God to prove, I'm trying to look at Brother... Uh, Delaney's glasses over there—they're wire rim glasses. You train, I do, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong if somebody says I don't—I personally don't like wearing purple shirts. I don't like men in purple. I don't think it's masculine, so therefore, I'm not going to wear purple shirts, and I hate them. That's fine. But when you try to start using the word of God and act as if the word of God is saying that God's against purple shirts. Or, you know, we could list a whole myriad of things. Therefore, I'm saying that to say I sympathize with the idea of the people who have been burned, eventually hurt with some of these um, pharisaical ideas that come from. There's, There's no denying that. However, you know, I believe it was Peter. Was it Peter who warned against those that swerve? against those that swerve, in other words, you know, in order, you know, so you, you, they've got so tired of the independent Baptist trying to run over here in, in, the, in the right-hand ditch that they just decide to go ahead and pull her over here in the left-hand ditch, and on out in the field they go, but why don't we just correct back to what? This Bible right here, this Bible, God's Word, Amen. And, we, and we, can, we, we can have principle. The Bible's it's a, it's a book of principle. There's principles that we live on. We understand that. But what I'm just simply saying is, some of them are going too far, and they're not only wanting to deny that God is not against purple shirts or wire-rimmed glasses or cowboy boots or whatever else. They're, they're not only wanting to say that, that the independent Baptists were wrong about that. They all also want to say the independent Baptists were wrong about the Word of God. The Independent Baptist Work, and pretty much anything that that we've stood on for years, they're trying to say it's all wrong. And so I'm just saying, watch out for that. I can sympathize with some of the spirit of it. But folks, we need to make sure that we're standing on the blessed Word of God. And in doing that, we will be honest. And we will call out and we will take a stand by anybody trying to rob us of our, our liberty in Christ. Amen. We will. But at the same time, man, we're not going to be idiotic and try to turn the grace of God into lasciviousness for the sake of, you know, swerving the other way. Y'all following me? And maybe not, but I'm just, it it just, it breaks my heart today. So, the point that I'm trying to get to with, with going forward for us is assimilating the vitality of the Bible within our lives. Jesus said this in John 6, 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. the the vitality of the Word of God, assimilated. So so last week, I'll give you a couple that we gave, or last time, I should say, the ways that we assimilate the Word of God into our life. One way is to pray. One way is to pray, pray. And we're not going to go through all that, but Psalm 119, verse 12, um, man, a prayer. Blessed art thou, teach me thy statutes, O Lord. Pray. Pray and, and ask God to help you assimilate. I, if you still have your Bibles open in Luke 24, you can look over in verse number 45, where the Bible says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And so, pray. If you want to see God's Word making a difference in your life, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed? Pray! Get in there, pray. Don't, and don't get discouraged when you get in there and you don't understand something or you're having difficulty reading. Uh, just stick with it. Pray. And if you pray, here's a few things that will happen. Number one, we said this last time, but I'll get them, give them to you quickly. Number one, your eyes will be opened. A prayer we should pray any time before we ever crack open the Word of God or open our app or however you read it Needs to be this. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Amen. So if we pray, our eyes will be open. If we pray, our understanding will be increased. And that's the verse we just read there out of Luke 24, verse 45. Our understanding. (laughs) Anybody glad? Anybody think it's awesome that God can actually start showing you and teaching you things out of the Bible? Isn't that great? I love it, man. And uh, especially... You know, and I've shared it before, and I don't know if I would say especially for a guy like me, but I feel that way for sure. Uh, I I do like to learn stuff. Never been the smartest guy ever. But man, how exciting it was for me. Because number one, I'd come to church, and I'd hear preachers get up and preach and teach the Word of God, and it would thrill my heart. And I'd sit there and be thinking, man, how do they come up with that stuff? That's so awesome, man. And, uh, you know, you start thinking, but you know what? The same Holy Spirit that's in them, guess what? Is in me. I got the same Holy Spirit, I got the same Bible, so guess what can happen with you and me? God can show us something, and it's awesome when you start learning something, amen? When you, and God starts revealing something to you. So uh, pray. Uh, So if you pray, your eyes will be open, your understanding will be increased, your heart will be stirred. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 36, incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. Incline my heart. Help my heart to have a leaning toward the Word of God. If you pray, your heart will be stirred, your mind will be enlightened. Your mind will be enlightened. Uh, The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 73, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. When your eyes are opened and your heart is stirred, your mind will be enlightened. So we talked about last time that we need to pray. We also need to ponder. We need to ponder. Uh, in other words, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to preach the same thing again here, I'm just, but I want to just give you maybe a verse or two that we talked about with that. Okay, how about Isaiah 26, verse 9? With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. In other words, Ponder the Word of God. Are you willing to make the effort? Are you willing? Somebody says, I don't have time. For one thing, uh, listen, it doesn't take that long just to at least, at least, beginner level, beginner level, just to read a chapter or two of the Bible. Or listen, we're talking, you know, three, four, five minutes of your day. We're talking about if you're a, if you're a TV watcher, we're talking about a long commercial break. OK, I mean, we're, we're talking about the time. I mean, we're t- talking about such a minimal amount of time. And I, w- I would encourage everyone to at least begin to make that much time. Just begin to read it. Begin to, to get. But listen, but don't stop there. Go further and say, now, God, show me something. Have a pen and a paper or your notes open on your phone and say, OK, God, show me something. That verse caught my attention. I think I'm going to uh, write that down. I'd like to look more into that. What, what does that what does that mean? I don't know what that word is. People get discouraged. I don't know what that means. Wonderful. That gives you an opportunity, (laughs) amen? Find out what it means. Study. Learn something. Ponder. If if it takes getting up a little earlier, if it takes staying up a little later, if it takes uh, eating lunch a little quicker and just taking time to get into the Word of God, uh, I think I'm going to give this to you one more time too, quickly this time, because I did give it last time, but ponder the Word of God. Ponder. Uh, Adrian Rogers said, "You should ponder with a pen." And he gave these uh, these six uh, things that we should do as we ponder the Word of God as we read. And I'm going to give them to you quickly this time. Okay, if you if you want them, if you didn't get them down last time, I'll give them to you slower. Give you the outline later. But is there a promise to claim when you're reading the Word of God? Ask yourself a question: Is there a promise to claim in this passage? Is there a lesson to learn? Number two, number three: Is there a blessing to enjoy? Number four, is there a command to obey? Number five, is there a sin to avoid? Number six, is there a new thought to carry with me? We need to read the Word of God through. We need to read it through. We need to think it clear. We need to write it down. We need to pray it in. We need to live it out. And we need to pass it on. Okay, so that gets me up to where we left off at, okay? And that is with this preserve the Word of God. We need to pray, we need to ponder, but we need to preserve God's Word. Psalm 119, verse number 11. Psalm 119, verse number 11. The Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119, verse 16, the Bible says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Do you know what it is that you can remember? You start talking about Scripture memory, and I think it's a, number one, I think it's great that we get our kids to mem- memorize Scripture, and we should do it, and we should do it that much more, but I think it's a shame that sometimes we get this idea that adults don't need to memorize Scripture. May God help us, amen, and I'll say this to myself. I'm, I'm so glad that I was taught, as, right when I got saved, or very shortly after I got saved, uh, some of the people that helped disciple me were telling me, encouraging me, learn the Word of God. Memorize the Word of God. And, and remember, this is a guy that didn't study. And, and I'm, there's no kids in here, so I can tell you, tell you some of my other bad school habits. I, the last homework assignment I, I remember doing that was not at school was, I think, fifth grade. I'm done with homework. I did not do homework in middle school and high school, period. I don't have time for that. Not interested. Uh, You got me during school, I'll I'll do what I can then, but besides that, not doing it. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of how I was. I'm just trying to simply make the point that I wasn't too interested or too adept at memorizing stuff studying that wasn't interesting to me i had fun i needed to have i had things i needed to do i had adventures to go on uh you know but so i'm just trying to tell you that it wasn't like it was a strong point of mine like you know some of you that were very studious that's like oh man i know how to memorize i know how to study no for me it was something i had to learn but i'm glad i did and i began to learn the word of god and i can still quote you some of those scriptures uh, to this day, including Colossians 2, verse 8, that I just quoted a moment ago, that I learned that verse as a young Christian, and many others. But you want to know it's a shame, I've just got to be honest with you, I don't memorize scripture nearly like I used to memorize scripture. Uh, not nearly, I mean, not even close. And that's a shame. And I just, I just got to say for myself that when I'm encouraging and preaching and teaching to you, that I just want you to know that I'm kind of encouraging and preaching and teaching to myself too. You know what, let's learn some verses. Let's, if there's a verse that stands out to you, if there's a verse that's been a blessing to you, memorize it. I mean, chapter reference, you say, oh, I can't, I can't remember anything. I can't remember anything. I just don't remember stuff. You know, you know what you do remember? Stuff you like. Stuff you want to remember. I don't, Oh, I'm too old to memorize anything, really. You're still memorizing stuff just memorizing the stuff that matters to you and so it what what we got to just say is lord help me forgive me god's word just hadn't mattered enough to me lord can we be honest with god why, why don't we be honest with god that's a dangerous thing number one we need to be honest with god we need to be honest with ourselves then we can be honest with others right because we don't need to go around here. It's one of the things that we, you know, really try to encourage around this place. Is we, we, We're not trying to go around here look, looking and acting like super saints all the time. Right? I mean, that's just not the way. Not everybody can be wrong. Uh, but, uh, but listen, uh, we're, we're, we're not doing that. Uh, we're, we're, we're just saying, you know what? No, I have a struggle. I have something that, uh, you know, this is... And so why... Because what happens is, whether it's this or anything else, when we begin to try to deceive... Others or ourselves, it's almost like we think we deceive God. But we just need to be honest with God and say, Lord, I just hadn't had the, the heart that I've had for your word like I used to. Or you could say, Lord, I just never really had a, 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 the, the desire I need for your word. God, will you forgive me for that? Will you, will you help me to get that desire in my heart? That's a part of the praying. It's part of the pondering. It's part of the uh, to preserving the word of God. Memorize it. There's many ways to memorize. The, the, the way that I definitely found effective when I was younger, I would just write it down. And then I'd write it down again. Uh, now, one thing I did learn how to do in school was write stuff, <laughs> amen. Uh, I, I, had, I had to write, uh, one time I had to write, uh, 1,000 times I had to write, I will not cheat. Because uh, since I didn't do homework, since I didn't study, but I could tape the periodic table inside of my jacket. I could tape the periodic table inside of my jacket. Now, this part is going to surprise you, but I couldn't keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Because I was so proud of how smart I was about this whole thing. How clever, you know, hey, y'all, check this out. Oh, you fools studied. I'm going to be ready when I get there. (laughs) Because you can always count on people (laughs) to keep their mouths shut, you know. Uh, So I walk into class and Mr. Blunt says, Jesse, come up here soon as I sit down, the bell rings, I sit down, Mr. Blunt, Jesse, come on up here to my desk, please. I'm like, okay, open up your jacket. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm just simply saying I, I did learn how to write stuff down, okay? Uh, oh, Lord, y'all pray for me. I mean, listen, uh, but uh, the point is I would write it down, and I'd write it down again, I'd write it down again. I went to camp, and we learned other ways to do it, and, and, I, and I would just read it. I'd read it, read it, read it, read it. I would look up, try to quote it. Okay, I got that first part. Maybe depending on the verse. Yeah, it takes a little effort. But I'm telling you, there is some kind of power in memorizing the Word of God. Isn't there? I mean, there is some kind of power. Preserve it. Thy Word have I hid in my heart. I was teasing one of the kids yesterday because I was encouraged them about memorization. And they, uh, they had verses they needed to memorize. They were encouraged to memorize at camp. And, uh, and I was talking to one of the kids, and I said, uh, well, and that, that, but they said the same thing. We, we love making excuses, don't we? It ain't just the kids, it's all of, oh, I, just, I don't memorize stuff too good, blah, blah, blah. And this kid I happened to know, I said, I bet you memorized all of, and it was something I knew he had an interest in. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I memorized the entire thing. Uh, but it's, it's true. If we just make the effort, will you do that? Hey, find a favorite verse. You say, oh, I've already, I've already memorized my favorite. We'll get another one. <laughs> Amen. Start making it a habit. I mean, it, it, you know how easy it would be. And I, listen, I don't care how old you are, I don't care about any of that. You know how easy it would be for you to memorize a verse a week? So easy. Just with a little effort, it'd be so easy, and it'll absolutely change your life. So preserve the Word of God. Uh, so we remember what we want to remember. But we need to concentrate. We need concentration. Here's what we need to to memorize the word of God. We need concentration, dedication, and application. And what I just simply mean by that is, the verses I use. I I mean, I don't even think about it a lot of times. But the power of God's word. The only way that we can live, and I'm talking about, because we're talking about you know getting the, uh, uh, um, getting the vitality of God's word into our life in a practical way. It's as we go through life, and I go through different things, and man, I just have to. I quote verses, man, in my heart and, and in prayer all throughout the day. Temptation arises, frustration arises, um, you, whatever it is, and I'll just say, well, Lord, I know this, and I'll just quote a verse. And what it does is, is I just get this picture of walking through the day. And all, all, all along the line, as we walk through the day, from the moment that we open up our eyes in the morning, any of you ever open up your eyes in the morning and you don't want to get out of bed? And I'm not just talking about from just being tired and sleepy. I'm talking about sometimes, man, everybody ever just get down, depressed? Don't feel like you could, I mean, you just don't want to do it today. I do. But you know what I do by God's grace? I get in that bed, and, and I may, it's, it's a battle, but I'll just, there's a verse that'll come to my heart and mind. You know, and this, this is the day that the Lord hath made you know or whatever it is and i'll just some, some verse that god has put in my heart and i because i feel like from the time that we wake up in the morning we walk through the day and there's all these different pitfalls for us there's all these different places that if nothing else on a daily basis that we could step and fall under the circumstances but god's word helps us stay above the circumstances god's word helps us to live victoriously and we aren't always able through the course of the day to say, oh, oh, where's my Bible? I need to go and find a verse. I'm struggling. But what if we can just say right away, hey, I've, I've got a verse right here. And it just, it'll help you to live and walk a victorious life. Try it. Don't live by your emotions. Live by the Word of God. Amen? Uh, it can be trusted. Memorize it. So preserve the Word of God. And, uh, and, and, and I guess I kind of closed the pres- uh, preserving the Word of God with the idea of application. Uh, but I'll just, I'll, let me back up here just for a second before I move on. The mind is truly an absolute wonder, is it not? The human mind? Uh, but you know, what do we put into our minds? You know, we gotta ask yourself the question What are you putting into your mind? What is it that you're meditating on? For those of you whose minds replay everything from a conversation or a day, uh, there's strength in that. And, and, and I say, you know, for those that when we study temperaments, that melancholy temperament, there are some of you that you have a conversation. You have a, you've already had a conversation this morning that you're going to be laying in bed tonight replaying, thinking about, what did I say? Did I sound stupid? Did I say this? Were they thinking this? You know, you know what I'm talking about? That kind of mind some of you got? And, that can abs- and, and that's absolutely a, that, that can, that's a very gifted mind. There's a strength to that. But with every one of our strengths, it has a weakness to it as well, doesn't it? And it goes too far sometimes. So, what we need to do, if you've got that kind of mind, you need to meditate on Scripture instead and say, Okay, Lord, I think I'm obsessing on this thought, this thing I can't get out of my mind. You know what? Instead of that, Lord, uh, help me right now because we're gifted with what? The, the human mind, as amazing as it is, one thing that you still, the, one limitation the human mind still has is that it can only think one thought at a time. And you're the person who who decides what you're thinking at that thought, amen. So determine right then. You know what, Lord? Okay. Rather than replaying that, you know that's really not profitable. I'm going to replay this verse. I'm going to think about this account in the scripture, whatever the whatever the case may be. But preserve the word of God. I, lo- I love what the. Uh, uh, that the Hebrews did, you know, they're in Deuteronomy chapter number six. This was something, you know, every Hebrew youth would memorize that that portion of Deuteronomy chapter number six. You know, the Lord thy God is one Lord, but it would go on to say how that, you know, uh, you know, with the scripture. Talk about God when you wake up. Talk about God when you're walking. Talk about God when you're sitting in the house. Put it on your walls. Put it up. Put, have it between your eyes. Have it on your hands. Have it on your feet. And of course, they took that literally. And the, those phylacteries, those uh, some some of those uh, those Jews would actually have little boxes. They'd have they'd have the scripture rolled up and put here, right in a deal that hung off of their hats. And they'd have things on their hands where the scripture was in. They were taken literal that Deuteronomy chapter number six. But, folks, the application to it is no matter what it is we're doing, no matter it is what we're thinking, no matter it is what we're looking at, may we, by God's grace, run it through the filter of God's Word. And while I'm on the mind, I'm going to mention this again. I mentioned it on Wednesday, but I just want to mention it again. I talked about uh, the the neuroscience, um, uh, something that's called uh, neuropathways. Neuropathways. um, That basically you develop thought patterns to where you view the world through certain, a certain thought pattern. So a neuropathway is just simply like any other pathway, that if you walk a pathway long enough uh, you th- through the woods, it gets beat down, it gets hard, it gets wide, that's the way you go. And if you start heading toward the woods, you're not going to head off in this direction where it's overgrown or this way. You're going straight for that path. Our mind works like that. And when when we, when we saturate our minds in the Word of God, we begin to, when we turn the news on, we begin to look at the news from more of a biblical perspective. That's the way our, that's the path we go down. Um and since we have the word of God in our minds, a lot of us are going to say, okay, yeah, that's enough news for today. Or this week, <laughs> depending. Amen. Uh, or this year, but anyway. Uh, but but we, we look at the world through that lens. Whatever it is that we're facing, we look at our families through the lens of everything that we face. We have a certain thought pattern. But if our minds are saturated in the Word of God, folks, it's going to help us to look at the world differently. Uh, so the, there's this thing of neuro pathways. But but if you look, if if you if you if you've allowed yourself just to have a negative mindset all the time, hey, how about this one? You you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know. Uh, for those, listen, uh, I was going to say for those in this church that have been hurt, and there's somebody sitting there thinking, oh, it's talking to me. No, look around. A lot of people in here has been hurt, haven't we? But if, but if we're not careful, we, our, our lives can be so affected by that, that that the pathway we look at is, I've been there. Uh, I know my, my wife and I have both been there being hurt before and the, the, you know what you start thinking to yourself you you start you see people you love people you see them as brothers and sisters in christ but you also see them as yep <laughs> uh they seem nice and everything but yeah i because I, I, I also see them as a potential uh somebody that's going to hurt me Somebody that's going to betray me anybody ever been there that's what you see people as uh, but you know what? God can help us heal from that. And God can help us give victory to that. And we can start even accepting the fact that, you know what? Maybe he is going to hurt me. But I'm just going to love him in the meantime. <laughs> just going to love him in the meantime. And it, it, if and when it happens, God, you're going to give me the grace uh, to deal with it. But I'm just saying, uh, the, 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 way, the place I actually learned about this particular study was in the, in, in the area of Pornography. The reason people's minds are so messed up, they, you, you ever listen, I mean, I hope you don't listen to a lot of the music, especially the rap music and some of this stuff, man, it's just so perverted. You know, pornography affects a lot of this stuff because literally, people that view for pornography, and I'm telling you guys, um, you know, if, if, we need to understand how common of a thing looking at pornography, viewing pornography is. It is an absolute epidemic. And if you have issues with it, man, you don't need to be hiding it, covering up, whatever. You, you need to get some help with it. And you can get some help with it. Um, and you want to you know something else, what the numbers are? I went to a conference last year in April. And you say, where are you talking about the Word of God here? And now you're talking about pornography. But, uh, but I'm just talking about being able to navigate through this world. Uh, I, believe, I believe the numbers from a couple years ago was the average age that uh, someone looks at pornography is ten. the age of 10. I was talking to a fellow that's, uh, that works in human trafficking. He's in D.C., a, a friend of mine that I was talking to at the conference last weekend. He said that age is now at the age of seven. Seven. First time someone looks at pornography. And it's, it's generally, generally accepted that the numbers are so vast, it's not if a child is going to look at pornography, it's when. But I'm telling you, the sooner we're putting smartphones in our kids' hands, especially unfiltered... I mean, there's covenant eyes, there's things that you can do. Kids can sometimes find a way to get around some of these, but when you're giving these kids, and I'm just simply saying, what happens is they look at this, and the, the, the world they look at now is through a pornographic lens. Every woman they see, or every man they see, uh, you know, it, it goes to the excesses of every child they see. Whatever it is, there's this neuropathway. But our brains are made that way, but the reason God made our brains that way is so that we could use the positivity of the Word of God and allow instead of us looking at the world, you know, I t- used a terrible example, but we can look at it in the other way to where every soul we see, man, that's somebody that needs Jesus. Every bad news report we hear, everything we hear about is, man, the Lord's coming again, amen, it's going to be soon! I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just like we start looking at the Word. Every, I mean, we, we look at our brothers and sisters in church. We, we just look at things differently. We, we can do that. God's Word does that. And uh, I'm out of time here, but I'll just give you this one really quickly. I was going to say to preserve the Word of God, which is to memorize it, but then that will help us kind of going uh, to the step further is to practice the Word of God. Practice the Word of God. Let me, let me read uh, Psalm 119, verses 1 through 4. I've got actually... Turn over there. Psalm one nineteen verses one through four. All right, Psalm one nineteen verses one through four. The Bible says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity, they walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep. thy precepts diligently. So practice the Word of God. You can we can know more of the Bible by obeying uh, the Word of God than any I mean we, we, we know more the more we obey. Some people get so caught up on the things they don't know about the Bible. I believe you can know more about the Bible by doing what you know to do instead of concentrating on what you don't know to do. Sometimes I think it's a cop-out. Sometimes I think we like focusing on these, you know, these parts of the Bible we don't understand and we can try to just sit and debate on them rather because it's almost like we're trying to ignore the things the Bible we know the Bible's told us to do. So rather than just do what God said to do, we'd rather just sit around and talk about, well, I don't understand what this says. Um, no, do what God's word says. I'm convinced that we sometimes preoccupy ourselves with questions with no clear answers to avoid the clear answers that we would rather ignore. Mark Twain, he said this, he said, it ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts that I do understand. It ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts that I do understand. Um, so practice the Word of God, then. Lastly, proclaim the Word of God. Proclaim the Word of God. Stow it in your heart, show it in your life, and sow it in the world. Proclaim the Word of God. May we get the Word of God out to people, amen? And I, uh, I don't know, but if I was a betting man, and I'm not, uh, I'd bet Brother Lang may mention something about along those lines by the time he gets up here. He can't hardly really speak without it. You know why? Because his mind's in that way he what 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 he's uh what he's done warning what this man has done is filled his life with the word of god for the last uh so you said nine when you got married so 69 years uh was it's just fill his heart with the word of god and therefore you know what he's doing by the grace of god man he's proclaiming the word he's practicing it proclaiming it and he encourages others get the word of god out because guess what in the years that brother Delang and miss mary have been ministering they've seen what god's word can do And therefore, they try to encourage Christians, get the Word of God out. You know, pass out a track, share the Word of God, get people to church, get them under the preaching of God's Word. Just do something. And so, um, as unusual as it may have seemed to just continue our um, Sunday school series, man, I believe it's very appropriate just to remind ourselves, do not fall into the trap. And I'm telling you, it's getting more tricky. It's coming from different angles. And I think that's the thing, is the, the attacks on the Word of God today are coming from different angles uh, than they have even in, the, in times past. And we've just got to be very aware of that. Amen? All right. Uh, well, Any uh, questions, comments, concerns before we dismiss this morning, Ron? I just say it was absolutely excellent. Praise the Lord. Amen.